0: What's up, Kingdom Builder? Welcome back today. We're going to talk about what to do when you have a dream, a God sized dream, but you can't see the promise. We're going to dive into some scripture and talk about some biblical truths to help you on that inevitable part of when things are a little bit murky. Have you ever had that happen to you before? Have you ever had a major, major dream? You're pumped up about it, you're excited. And it almost seems like right after you make the decision, things get dark. If that's the case, put a one in the comments below because this is a truth that happens. Remember, even in the book of Genesis, in the very first book, it says that God made day and then there was night. So in this world, there's an interesting duality. In this world, there's an interesting positive and a negative. There's laws of polarity that go on. And the same thing is when you're going for your God-sized dream. But let's unpack exactly what to do about it. So we're going through the story of Joseph. If you followed along with Joseph, is in Genesis 39. Um, Joseph had a dream when he was 17 years old that his brothers and his family would bow down before him. Brothers didn't like that, sold him to slavery. And now here's Joseph being a slave. 39.1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an Egyptian officer, Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down from there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master saw the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand. So, Joseph found favor in his sight, became his personal servant, made him overseer over the house, put him in charge of everything that he owned. Interesting. So, we find a first principle here when you can't see the promise, when you have your dream, but the sales sheet does not reflect it, when you have the dream, but all of your external circumstances don't seem like it's leading you to the desired path. Joseph said, It seems like Joseph depended on the Lord and the Lord was with Joseph. Can we say that the Lord is with you, kingdom builder, in everything that you do? And the Lord doesn't, he's not just with you when things are good. The Lord is with you when things are bad. It says in his word that God is closest to the brokenhearted. So in fact, it's interesting that... We tend not to change when we see the light, but we change when we feel the heat. And what did Joseph do that we can implement into our lives when we can't see the promise? Those are times when you depend on the Lord even more. How much are you praying? How much are you diving into his word? How much are you getting around other believers? How much more faith are you developing while you're in the dark? Because with God, nothing is impossible. But apart from the vine, we can do no thing. So it's evident that Joseph understood a principle. And the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. Remember in Joshua 1.9, it says that, Do not let this the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night and do according to everything do according to everything that is written in it, and you will make your way successful and you will make your way prosperous. So even when Joseph was a servant, as we might feel in our goals, maybe a big, big income goals, big business goals, big business targets, you want to change the world, impact and transform generations. And yet you look at your client base and you're like, but there's not much going on here. Maybe it's just you right now. Well, what are we doing with what it is that God's entrusted us with so far? Because to whom, to whom much is given, much is required. But what did Joseph do? He didn't complain about what happened. He didn't. He, he wasn't like, man, this dream don't work. He said, well, here I am. It's a bad circumstance. I was sold as a slave, but I'm going to do the best with what the Lord gave me right here. And guess what? He started getting promoted. Now, this isn't, didn't just happen the first time. If you read on later on in Genesis as well, Genesis 39, you know the story. He's a servant. He did well, got promoted, but he got blasphemed. He got uh, maligned and he was lied about to Potiphar by Potiphar's wife. And all of a sudden now he went from slave to prisoner. That's even worse. Kingdom builder, have you ever felt like you were doing things right? You got a little win and you're like, here we go. And all of a sudden, smack, you get put back and you're like, what just happened there? This isn't fair. This isn't right. I should be further than this. And kingdom builder, without a spiritual sense of this, it can be really tough to understand. But just know that we serve a God that works everything together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And you see this too as well too, that being sold into slavery was bad. Being imprisoned by doing the right thing is even worse, but see what Joseph did. Now, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, this is what your slave did to me, his anger burned. So Joseph's master put him and put him into prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in prison. But here's the tip. But the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. And the warden of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in prison, so that whatever was done there, he was responsible with. You see the principle again. What do you do when you don't see the promise of your dream? What do you do when you feel behind in your major goals? Just like what Joseph did, he didn't look at the external circumstances. He trusted the dream. And he was faithful with what he was given. He didn't complain. He said, well, here I am. I'm in prison. So let me do the best that I can. I am going closer to the Lord. And I'm going to serve whoever is in front of me. Let's say you want a business, a multi-million dollar business. But all you got right now is a couple of clients. Are you, how do you look at that? Are we looking at that out of ingratitude, out of impatience, out of like, oh my gosh, how is this even going to happen? Or can we adopt an attitude like what Joseph had, where he said, this is what I've been given, so let me do the best that I can for it. But how do you do that? Well, it says in Colossians chapter thirty-three, twenty-two. interesting, this is Paul talking to the church over there, 33, 22 says, and he's giving different commandments on different types of people in the family. He actually addresses slaves. Interesting. I wonder if Paul was thinking about Joseph during this time. Maybe, but take a look. He says, slaves, obey those who are your human masters in everything, not with eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. And it says, the famous verse 323, whatever you do, do your work heartily. That means, have you ever done a chore before? I've done this being a guy. My wife will tell me, hey, can you take out the trash? I'm like, okay, okay. I'll do it, but my attitude ain't there. God watches the heart. He he wants to see who's obedient to him because he's searching to and fro from around the world, searching whose hearts are committed directly to him. So do you work heartily as for the people, as for the Lord and not for people, knowing that it is from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Jesus Christ whom you serve. So kingdom builder, what do you do when you can't see the promise with the little that you have or whatever you've been allotted to in your business, in your goals, in your dreams? How are you stewarding that? And do we have that mindset that whatever I've been given, one client, 10 client, 100 clients, 1,000 clients, a million clients, that whatever I've been given, my mission is to steward that because it is for the Lord, not for myself not for other people. And just know that God is the one that will deliver the dream at the right place at the right time. But why does this even happen? Because during these times, while we might want the dream ASAP and being entrepreneurs, we want it yesterday, don't we? We want to go from A to Z like now. But God's timelines are not our timelines. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He cares about something more. He cares more then your blessing, he cares about your character. So why does God allow these types of delays to happen? Why does God allow these types of misfortunes happen like it is in Joseph, who did all the right things and yet he was sold as a slave and then put in prison and then looked over? Because at the right place at the right time, as you're developing and chiseling your character, as you're doing the work as you are towards the Lord, there could come a time when your character is ready for the opportunity because if you know the story of joseph it's commonly said that he went from the pit to the palace in one day which is true that event happened your event for your promotion could be one day your your life could change with one person your life could change with one meeting you never know when the opportunity is going to break but the reality is While that event happened where Pharaoh uplifted him to be second in command. I'm glad to see you, Sean. Glad to see you, man. Good morning. Even though that event happened once. The reality is Joseph had 30 years plus of testing. But he was diligent with what he was given. He was faithful with the little that he was given. So with the. Little that you might think that you have. The little money, the little time, the little talent, whatever that it is. Are you working heartily as if you're working for the Lord? Knowing that he's the one that gives the promotion. He's the one that freely gives. He's the one that freely get, takes away. And we see in Joseph that he understood this principle. But this is what happened. Get it. Watch the end of the story? So all of a sudden, Joseph is in prison. And... He starts to interpret some dreams from the chief cup baker. And then there was also another person, servants of the Pharaoh. They remembered this dream. Pharaoh has these dreams. Pharaoh can't get an interpretation from them. And all of a sudden, that servant of the Pharaoh that had his dream interpreted from Joseph was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is Joseph guy. He's in prison right now. He can interpret dreams. You go talk to him. So here it comes. Genesis 41. Then Pharaoh sent word and called for Joseph. They hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon, and we had shaved himself and changed his clothes. He came to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to him, I have a dream. No one can interpret it. I heard you can. That when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph then answered saying, here's a powerful thing. It's got nothing to do with me. God will give Pharaoh an answer for his own good. Remember, your gifts and your talents are always from God. As it says in James, that every single gift comes from the good and perfect God above. So remember here, Joseph, even in front of Pharaoh, he could, have, he could have raised his ego. He could have been like, man, I've been training this entire time. I've been waiting for an opportunity like this. You should have seen me. I'm like the dreamer. But even in front of Pharaoh, with humility, he said, it's not for me, it's from God kingdom building this is why this is why we have these types of things. the way to develop humility is you got to be beaten down sometimes. Can you get a name in on that? Pride comes before the fall we know that. but Joseph after years and decades of being beaten and 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 overlooked and and just just not not having good luck, you can call it, all of a sudden comes in front of Pharaoh and he has the utmost of humility and he's like, it's not from me, it's from God. But let's see what we can do. He was always serving the Lord rather than serving other people. As it says in Colossians, I struggle with people-pleasing, I'm you. But the best way to overcome people-pleasing is you got nothing. And the only person you can please is God himself. Get ready. Here we go. To conclude the story. So Joseph ends up interpreting the dream. I'm going to skip past that part. And this is what happens. Joseph told the dream, and here we go. Joseph not only interprets a dream, he also actually gives Pharaoh a business plan. And here we go. Genesis 41, 33. Joseph says, so now let Pharaoh look for a man discerning and wise appoint him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh take action, to appoint overseers in the charge of land. Let him take a fifth of the produce of the land, keep it as a tax. Basically, he's giving them a plan to overcome this famine that comes, right? So it's like a really good business plan, wisdom straight from the Lord. And all of a sudden, um, this is what Pharaoh said. Now the proposal seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his servants. Genesis 41, 38. Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find a man like this in whom there is a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of all this, There is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You shall be in charge of my house and all my people shall be obedient to you. Only regarding the throne will I be greater than you. See, I've placed you over all the land of Egypt. There we go. From pit to palace in one day. But it was decades of preparation. And with you and your dream, with your business plans, with what you want, with your dreams for your family, your future, and everything, what you got to do when you don't see the promise is the promises come from the God. It says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart, meaning that he will place these inspired ideas, that dream, that desire, that accolade, that achievement. Believe that it's from God. But what do you do when you can't see the promise? Serve as if you're serving the Lord. Disconnected from the circumstance, disconnected from what you see on the sales sheet, disconnected from what you see with your eyes. Because understand that God is searching for people who trust Him, who are willing to be able to be entrusted with more. It says, Jesus says of a story of the talents, and He talks about the master coming back. And you know the story, there's one that was given one talent, one that was given two, one was given five. The five d- doubled it, the two doubled it, and the one hit it. The master came back and went to the ones that doubled it and said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because I could trust you with a little, I will entrust you with a lot. Kingdom builder, if God came to you right now, if Jesus came to you right now and asked you the question, How are you stewarding what I've been given you? How are you stewarding the customers I've given you? the time I've given you, the talent, the treasure I've given you? What do you say? Well done, good and faithful servant. And what do you say? I'm going to trust you with more. Because if so, keep on going. And as we conclude this series on the journey of a God-sized dream, you'll see exactly what we need to do. But perhaps you're in that place right now. So I hope this encouraged you. If it did, like this, comment, share, subscribe, all that type of cool things as well too. And by the way, if you haven't seen yet, I just came out with my first book, and these is this is packed of biblical principles to help you get unstuck and achieve the impossible. The Miraculous Breakthrough Formula. If you're interested in more information about that, check out the link in the caption, or also you could just go to miraculousbreakthroughformula.com. This will bless you, get you into God's presence, and uh, amazing things are going to start to happen. But other than that, we'll see you on the next conversations. God bless.